It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the black man that secured a PS5, a.k.a. the black man that don't have to succumb to a sugar mama to get a PS5, a.k.a the 150 time social distancing champion aka this one's for the um <laughs> no aka pour one out for the people that didn't get a ps5 rip rip press f to pay pay respects but then again you know there are little opportunities popping up. It just might be much harder now. Um, but yeah, welcome to Switches Sites, my gaming podcast where I talk about just that. Um, today's date is uh, September 17th, 2020. Um, man, this week has been a very eventful to say the least. Pretty jam-packed. Um, yeah, just the pre-order and fervor has, uh, has erupted, um, a lot of butt hurtness. I understand it. Um, uh, graphics cards starting to come out. Well, <laughs> apparently, uh, depending on how some of these people got these bots set up to like, just hammer these sites and instantly buy stuff when, you know, general public can, but I digress. Anyway. Oh yeah. I forgot the world is still horrible too. So we have that. Uh, but let's stop the dilly dally and, and get right into it. Um, first topic of discussion, of course, PlayStation five showcase. PlayStation Vive showcase. Um, they announced this like Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I think they announced that they were going to have the event this Wednesday, past Wednesday. And um, man, I have to say, PlayStation showed out. They showed out pretty much over, completely overshadowed all of what Xbox did very much. So just straight, just disrespected Xbox like that in, you know, the most respectful way possible, but I don't know. I feel like they did everything they needed to do. They, they showed, they showed the games, the exclusives, even that you won't get on Xbox. They, um, what else trying to remember? Um, they, they had some weird pseudo game pass thing too. I guess apparently it's not game pass after I think Jim Ryan, he made a statement saying that it was just, uh, it's not game pass equivalent or saying that it's unfeasible for us to do that or something. So there was that, um, and then of course they, they, they hit the price, you know? So 
Um, I guess let's just, it's a lot to dissect. Uh, that, that definitely engaged me a lot, but let's just try to dissect as much as possible. So I guess we'll try to do somewhat of a play by play. So, you know, <laughs> it started with this very, very like intrinsic, I think that's the word, um, like startup or, you know, lobby type deal where they had this looping video with this common, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation music. I feel like we're at that point now, like almost, yeah, PlayStation just has its own, you know, unique PlayStation music. I can only, that's the only way I could, can describe it. But, um, there was that, um, that actually kept me, uh, kept me interested longer than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Not sure if that attests to my intelligence or, or what, but, but I digress, you know, I mean, let's, let's not focus on, let's not focus on that. Um, what else they, um, yeah, of course, after that, they had the, uh, they started, man, they started off with the, God, the goddamn big guns. They, they was, they were not playing. They were not playing with us. So out of nowhere, they just straight up dropped Final Fantasy 16. Just, oh, oh yeah, hey, hey, here's, here's, here's FF 16. Here you go. Just out of nowhere. Um, it was interesting. I mean, midi- <laughs> I feel like this medieval fantasy setting is, is yeah, really starting to get, <laughs> get, get rolled a little too hard uh, as of late. Almost is pretty much up there with a zombie zombie outbreak post-apocalyptic zombie outbreak settings so kind of had that uh, against it but um it's interesting it seems like it's uh taking ff7 and uh or f final fantasy in general in some directions that we've never i don't think at least i haven't seen before uh i guess specifically the violence that took me out of took me off guard uh, I don't think you can ever really associate Final Fantasy with being violent, but it was some straight up gore in this that, you know, it was, I guess, I guess tasteful for lack of a better term is the best way to describe it. But it's like, damn, just just decapitated dude, blood and everything like in like previous Final Fantasy games. Normally, I at least the impression I'd, I'd get is that, you know, they cut their head off. It'd just be clean, no blood, no gore, no nothing. It wouldn't even get any form of visualization or, you know, uh, a lead to your imagination about it. So there was that. Um, pretty much all the mainstays were in there. The Kokobos, uh, Ifrit, Shiva, um, Yeah, that was really it in terms of just the general mainstays that I noticed at least. But all around, it does seem interesting. Um, I'm, I like how I'm saying this, having only played Final Fantasy VII. I guess you could technically count FF7 Remake as another one, but, you know, just, just watching other Final Fantasies in past in terms of various, you know, random cutscenes or B-movie uh, cuts and stuff. Um, probably the only other, I guess, 
form of familiarity I have with it, but as somebody who's only played FF seven, it does seem pretty interesting, especially uh, I can't, I can't believe I forgot, uh, the combat, which looks to be even more actiony than final fantasy seven, even, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, but yeah, it's like a lot of people were making comparisons to devil may cry and they're like straight up legit <laughs> because it does like, let's say if, you know, somebody's walking in and you're playing this, knowing, knowing of Devil May Cry, they'd be like, is this Devil May Cry? Is this new sequel or something? That's, that's how ridiculously close it is. I think they, <clears throat> they brought on a director um, or producer or somebody who did uh, specific combat work for Devil May Cry, I believe. Either Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Bayonetta. I forgot which, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those that they brought on this combat lead for that specifically. So, I mean, yeah, he kind of got me at that as well. So, uh, action as well as, uh, you know, final fantasy, I guess I don't want to put them in a box, not even playing it, but final fantasy tropes, I guess. I don't know. We'll see, but, uh, yeah, definitely a pretty good trailer overall. Just, Final Fantasy 16, like, damn, okay, all right, that's where we're at. So, um, that was cool. What after, what came after that? Uh, FF 16, oh, of course, man, freaking Miles Morales, man, game, uh, looking, looking gracious. That man, that, that boy looking, looking fly as I don't know what, man. Uh, they, they got his hair right, you know, <laughs> don't have to like, uh, you know, just third, don't have a, like a third party, um, character or whatever. <laughs> I forgot. It's, it was, it's like a meme that's, that was going around. Like, uh, I think it was some dude with like some black dude with like white, I, I, I mean, it's the only way I could say it. White people hair. Okay. Hair you wouldn't traditionally see on a black person. So, um, <laughs> it is so true though. <laughs> so, oh man. Oh, that's funny when you think about it, but, uh, so it was a dude that, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was basically some meme where he had like some like spiked out hair and you know, it's like traditionally black people don't wear that hairstyle. Of course they can, but I'm just saying you traditionally, Generally, generally don't see that on people of uh, the black descent. Okay, so there is that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny, man. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I just like it's so good to see like a fully realized, uh, you know, person of color uh, actually accurately represent his color. Uh, you know, having a straight up defined haircut, uh, nothing like, uh, it, it was, it was, it was great to see, man. It was great to see. It was, it was great to see, man. Really was, uh, <laughs> no, like, no, like a white hair, white hairstyle on a black guy or whatever that you're forced to do in other, <laughs> other games when you create your character. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, it's funny. It, oh, man. Just the thought of that. Just thinking about it, reflecting back on it now, like so many times uh, because of lack of, you know, uh, what's, what's the term? Co- uh, uh, ethnically appropriate hairstyles uh, that accurately represent someone's nationality. Um, you know, <laughs> you're forced to. <laughs> Got a bl- I'm a black dude with like a, a Backstreet Boys haircut. Like, how does that work? But uh, okay, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go with it though. Hey, I mean, this is, this is my character. I made him, so I'm owning it. You know, that's that's definitely always been my mentality. So, I swear, any 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 game that does that, it's like instant bonus points. Like Monster Hunter World. Like, come on, uh, Iceborne. I think Iceborne specifically. Um, showing out, man, paving the way for, you know, acceptance and, uh, uh, inclusion of, uh, greater nationalities. You always love to see it, but saw, saw Miles Morales looking, looking flawless. He killing it. You know, he could pull any girl right now. He may, he not at that stage yet, but he could, let's be honest. So. Um, pretty much showed cutscene of him walking down and exploring what I believe was, uh, Brooklyn, uh, or, you know, Marvel's version of Brooklyn, which I guess is still Brooklyn, but you know, so man, and just looking at that environment, you could tell like, this is a straight up PS five game. I don't, you, I don't think you could do this on PS four, but (laughs) it's like, when I think about that, I think they actually did confirm that this is also going to be available on PS four as well. So totally uh throws that throws that out the window but either way you definitely saw the improvements of this game on um the capabilities of it being on a PS5 console so uh that was pretty great and i guess that was the other thing too for FF16 they said for this uh that game it was on like a PC with the specs of 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 the PS5 uh but when they switched the this game, they said here on out all these games will be on PS5 or this is actual game footage from PS5. So, um, but yeah, man, game looked beautiful. Then they showed some of the gameplay that was really good. Um, you know, typical Spider-Man with Miles Morales' spin on it. Um, <laughs> uh, shouts out to the uh, freaking. Uh, Third Street Saints uh, from Saints Row making their uh, cameo appearance in this game now. I guess they uh, <laughs> Marvel made a deal with Volition to include the characters, <laughs> include the uh, Saints Row Saints Row cast in the in in this in this uh, Miles Morales game. So you you love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> um. So yeah, man, good trailer. Um. A little bit of confusion in terms of uh, potential controversy, more than likely, considering um, with this game, they released two SKUs, uh, at least, you know, the pre-order and stuff. So for Miles Morales, they have the standard edition and then they have the what do they call it? The ultimate edition that includes Miles Morales as well as. Spider-Man remastered, which, um, includes, I guess, obviously the the original Spider-Man game, but remastered 
for the PS5, but that obviously posed the question, well, if I already bought Spider-Man for PS4, do I have to buy it again then to play this or, you know, play it? Technically, I guess you could play Spider-Man on PS5 still, but you wouldn't have the, you know, upgraded improvements for the capabilities of the PS5. But apparently, well, we don't know yet, but, um, you know, potentially you might have to buy this again if you want the benefits of uh, the next gen. So potential, you know, unfortunate point, but it is what it is. I think it's cheaper than the uh, standard price, which is. I guess that's another good point to touch on. So uh, I think uh, it was a lot of um, confusion, uncertainty in the air regarding uh, prices for next generation games. Uh, It seems like the likely price is probably going to start being 70 bucks now, but um, with uh, NBA 2K, 2K21 and Black Ops uh, Cold War, uh, pretty much, you know, keeping that train going. And now it seems like that actually is somewhat solidified now, now with pretty much all the, uh, these pre-release games, um, or games slated to release along with the console will be, um, $70. So RIP to the long lasting 60 bucks, uh, price for games now. They're long gone, long gone. It's like initially, you know, I was like, oh man, it's kind of, this freaking sucks, man. But then it's like, when you think about it, especially consider how much you play a game, ideally, (laughs) hopefully you don't get a sucky ass game, but uh, ideally you thoroughly enjoy it. You, what, uh, if you do the math, like let's say game is generally like, uh, I'd say average is like 15, 20 hours, typical average game. You know, you do the math. I mean, what that kind of generally adds up to like, you know, what not even like, man, well, you know what? I'm not the best at math. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Let's do it real quick. So let's say on average, 15 hours divided by 70. Um, that's maybe that's not the best way to do it, but adds up to about, hmm, maybe if you round it up, not even, maybe like, no, this is not, it's not accurate at all. You get you get what I'm saying though. Um essentially what I guess generally like maybe five uh, like a dollar a dollar an hour kind of maybe not really though. Maybe two. Maybe two. Point I'm trying to make is it's like similar to you putting a quarter in a machine to play arcade game. It feels like this may be longer than that, especially potential replaying and stuff like that. Where I have issue though, is that, you know, I feel like it gets fuzzier when it comes to DLC and stuff like that too. That's where I think it, it's going to rouse some people up and, you know, 
it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I guess we couldn't expect for this the prices to stay this way forever, but I don't know. Still kind of sucks. You know, you're so used to a particular price for games and now $10 more kind of sucks. I guess ultimately you just have to be more stringent with uh, games you pick out, which generally I feel like I am. Just the problem is like all these games are so good and I want to play, you know, just first world problems, really, essentially. Um, And then, you know, further supports developers to even make bigger games in the long run. At least that's how I like to think about it. But, you know, who knows? Uh, hopefully it doesn't all go to a CEO, greedy CDO, uh, CEO. It doesn't pay, you know, their employees, which I think is hopefully few and far between. But I digress. Uh, went on a tangent, but I think I think that's pretty important to kind of point out, uh, considering uh, a lot of us going into this generation. So, um, yeah, so Miles Morales was dope. I think after that, I think they showed Resident Evil 8. They showed, it seemed pretty much roughly the same, nothing necessarily hugely revelatory. Just uh, maybe some additional environments, kind of a little bit more slight insight on uh, the characters, uh, including the game. Probably the biggest reveal from the trailer was the uh what a lot of people are thinking is the merchant i mean he does pretty much clearly state that um i forgot what he said but uh we have a nice selection of things for you or something like that he said something along those lines that's like obviously only a, a merchant could say and you know the rumors were saying that there is a new merchant so yeah <laughs> uh people are saying he looks like a freaking penguin and it's freaking accurate because he does <laughs> you doing and aren't supposed to be in Batman? What you doing in Resident Evil 8? But you know, so that's that was pretty funny. Um, looking forward to it. I hope he's as uh charming and, and memorable as uh the merchant from RE4 for sure. I think, um, they're 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 supposed to Capcom was supposed to have some uh pretty chunky like breakdown of the game, I think, at least in August, but that didn't happen presumably due to COVID. But, um, I think it might probably happen around TGS, which is coming up next week. So I think that's probably the case for a lot of these Japanese games as well. Um, so yeah, pretty great. Love it. Can't wait to play on it. They did say 2021. Uh, I think they gave us that date before during the initial PS5 showcase. So um, I guess it kind of lines up. I don't know. So um, what else? It was uh, that. And I think after that, I believe they showed Dark Souls, which, man, that game looks so damn pretty. I cannot wait to just look at that game. It, as I'm getting killed multiple times over and over again in 4k. And I guess they also mentioned, uh, I guess after the, the trailer of gameplay that I guess the game loads insanely fast after you die, which I think is going to be very helpful for a lot of us that, uh, are going to be, ref- uh, hurting, hurting in pain, uh, from dying. So 
<laughs> there's that. Um, but overall, man, yeah, that game just looks freaking next gen. Um, it's like if you need some game, like think of like, man, what's next gen gonna look like? That Dark Souls, I mean Demon Souls. I think I was saying Dark Souls. I meant Demon Souls. Is is it? Is it? That that just straight up feels next gen, man. Uh, the environments look so good. Uh, I I recent I I get I consider it recent, but it was like what two years ago, um, which I feel is fairly recent when it comes to game time, if that makes sense. But it's gonna be pretty interesting for me having somewhat a fresh kind of con- memory of the game, the the the, the, the original. And playing everything again in you know remastered fashion, so it's I guess kind of cool that I already <laughs> kind of did it already uh, without you know fully knowing this was for sure gonna happen. And it's been a been a rumor for the longest, but now actually being solidified and tangible, and and it's gonna be a release uh, a release game like coming along with the PS5. So. I think uh, that bet I made, uh, I still got to check that out. It's been a while since I have it. I made a bet. Uh, I just made a straight up balls the wall bet that Demon Souls will be announced and come out this year. And I am so happy that came to be true. I know that game is going to be great. I'm going to get like, it's going to be scoring like 90, 90, 95s. My publisher label. It's going to do great. going to do great. Oh, uh, very excited for the game for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, what else? Uh, just, I think they announced a five nights at Freddy's game. I guess it seems like a sequel to the PC one, or maybe like some, some new spin offer or, you know, yeah, it feels it felt like it was a spinoff. Spinoff, possibly sequel, but I, I feel like it would be weird to alienate the people that never played Five Nights at Freddy's, include myself. I'm familiar with the lore. I think I like just binge some game theory, <laughs> uh, which maybe not be the best accurate, uh, you know, I guess retelling, but it did spoil a lot of the general story and I guess uh, interpretations of the story, uh, considering it's like somewhat of a Dark Souls destiny esque, where a lot of it, it feels led up to interpretation for you to kind of figure out and piece together and or like formulate your own type of, you know, I guess, perception of it. So. um yeah, so that's kind of potentially interesting. I don't know. Hopefully that'd be cheaper. I guess I don't know. I feel like with Five Nights at Freddy's always associated with it as a cheaper game, not really a high quality AAA game for, I don't know, I guess just the, the I don't know, the, the fundamentals of it, if that makes sense. I don't know, just like the basic ness uh, of it. Um, I don't know. Oh, and then freaking they, they've, they, man, it's just crazy. It's like literally majority of these games, like I, I want to play Uh, freaking Devil May Cry 5 special edition. Like, come on, man. You know, I wanted that Capcom. Thank you. 
appreciate you so much. So, um, Devil May Cry five special edition. A lot of us were rumoring, um, speculating it, um, hoping it would happen. And it seems like it, it will, we at least get Virgil as a playable character, which a lot of us wanted. Um, but we don't know. Uh, we don't know if like Trish, Trish or a lady or maybe even Nico are in. I would assume so. Cause I feel like with Devil May Cry 4 special edition, they were playable as well. I don't see why they wouldn't in this one, especially they kind of have the template of his, uh, you know, all their character, um, you know, designs and animations and stuff feel like, uh, cause I felt like a lot of Virgil's moves were, you know, improved upon and elaborated on, but, um, it, it a lot of it seemed to base off his, uh, you know, uh, it'll make her four version, even three, um, as well. So, but man, he looked pretty damn dope though. Admittedly, like, yeah, uh, it was pretty dope that he can like summon uh, V or his uh, kind of a part of himself, which is pretty cool. It feels like he's like a somewhat of a devil trigger mode kind of thing where, you know, he does even more damage than he would generally would in um, the uh, the main or base game. So they also announced some like improvements like RTX. Um, ray tracing, um, a freaking 120 FPS mode, which hell yes. Thank you. Definitely. Um, I think that's all that, at least the information we got. Um, yeah, also it's going to be on series X. So have no fear, uh, Xbox cheer. <laughs> So there is that, uh, I know there was some controversy apparently, at least as of now, they said these improvements aren't going to be coming to the PC version, which is the weirdest thing ever. I don't see why not unless they're trying to do some, maybe people are interpreting it as them trying to do some, you know, shady thing where they're like making you buy the game all over again. Um, which if, if that's the case, that's regardless still messed up. But I think, I think it's not coming regardless. I don't even think the, um, the special edition content either. So that's, that's kind of messed up. Uh, hopefully there's some clarification, but, uh, I don't see them doing that. Maybe it's some time exclusivity thing. I, that'd be the only thing I could think of, but if, if so, that's real messed up regardless. So yeah. There is that. Um, great to get that confirmation. Hopefully they uh, improve the co-op that actually you can you can actually play legitimately with people now or something like that. Or I don't know, at least give us Bloody Palace with, you know, three players or whatever. Up it up from uh, Devil May Cry um, 3 Special Edition. So... We'll see. Overall, it's pretty great. No awesome excuse to play some more. Don't make cry. I'd say I'm definitely, I definitely am. Hopefully they let you transfer. No, I don't think they will. 
So think from every special edition game, you had to start a new save. It just would be a pain if you had to. Hopefully they, they clarify some of those details because um, yeah, that would be a pain overall. But it's coming out. It's going to be coming out at release digitally for PS5. So that's pretty awesome. I think the physical edition is coming later. So love it. Love it. See, you know, it's like, like so far, it's like uh, uh, Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, Demon Souls, Final Fantasy 16. It's like these are some big hitters, you know? So it's crazy. Um, trying to remember what after came after that. Uh, man, let me recap. Trying to remember. Oh yeah, I think I initially talked about it a little bit, but PS Five. What do they call it? PS Five first. PS Five something, where essentially. Apparently you get all of these PS or PS4 games for free. I believe, I believe it's just a whole stock of PS4 games you can claim in the same way as PS plus, I think something like that, but they had like Mortal Kombat 10, uh, Uncharted for the last of us remastered God of war, uh, Resident Evil seven, might be missing a few, but it was a, it was a fair amount of games. If you, especially for somebody who's not played any of those insanely good deal. So maybe it's just a, a good, um, I don't know, goodwill type deal or something. It initially felt like, uh, you know, um, a game pass competitor, but it wasn't but like I already talked about that. I don't know. Either way that was, I think, Somewhat after that. And then, um, was that it? It was just probably some other games that, uh, didn't really catch my, Oh, I forgot about uh death loop. Death loop was pretty cool. I still feel like I really don't know a hundred percent what that game is about. Like if it is PVP or PEP, um, PEP, PVP, or I guess a mix of both because it's, I don't, yeah, it's very confusing, but I think it's, yeah, it's kind of like, I guess maybe Titanfall is somewhat of the best way to think about it where, you know, you could, you fight against, you know, real players, but you can also fight, uh, AI as well, which I think that's kind of the case also where I think it's maybe one V one. And then there's AI as well. And I guess uh, at least I could, what I could potentially interpret is that one other person on um, the opposing side of you will try to thwart you from whatever you're doing in terms of the main, I guess, character, the black guy trying to do, I don't know. I'm interested either way. It had a lot of cool aspects to it with the, you know, Groundhog Day. Uh, vibes as well as the weaponry and just overall feel uh, felt like something up my alley. So I don't think that's immediately coming out at release of the console, but maybe I think a little bit after. So uh, there's Deathloop, uh, 
Oh yeah, that was the thing too. FF16 was exclusive. Console exclusive. They said it is still coming on PC though. So um there is that. There is that. Um trying to think if there was anything else, but um let me do a quick recap real quick just to make sure. feel like I'm forgetting something that stand out, stood out, but I'm not sure what. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Hogwarts legacy. So man, boy, it's some, it's some stuff about this game. So, so the rumored, uh, Harry Potter game actually ended up being true. So uh, trailer looked pretty good. Gameplay looked pretty good, but I mean, uh, it's just that weird ominous, uh, this is supporting JK Rowling. Is it? Mm, I don't want it. Mm, I don't want it at all. As somebody who like, you know, way a long time ago, you know, used to read Harry Potter and stuff, but you know, fell out of it as I grew up. I was like, man, it's kind of, kind of pretty tight. I might have to have to check it out. I'm like, uh, JK Rowling though. I'm good. Not supporting that. So that's where we're at with that. A lot of people are sharing the same sentiments for a very good reason. Um, so yeah, you know, fuck JK Rowling. Just, just gonna say that right now, either way, you know, um, <laughs> actually that was pretty quicker than I thought. So never mind. Uh, oh yeah. Black Ops Cold War. They did show like an exclusive, I guess tidbit of the campaign where um it was pretty interesting in terms of I guess they're supposed to uh, execute um some you know terrorist guy <laughs> I mean let's be honest black ops call of duty it's it's not what you can deviate from that so yeah at least the trailer it was like they were uh the gameplay they were like uh yeah we need to execute blah 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 so it seems like they were about to execute him. They, they, they shot the shot, uh, straight ripped off a sniper. Uh, is that the game? Yeah, I think it's called sniper, um, sniper. I think it's called sniper. The one where you <laughs> sniper, the one where you snipe. Um, so yeah, sniper and, um, yeah, so they did the the straight rip off a sniper shot. Didn't shoot the the terrorist, but I guess one of his goons, which actually made me very curious since the, since they did confirm that there will be multiple endings and multiple, uh, I guess, ramifications of your decisions. I'm curious if you actually shoot the shoot shot him successfully, if that if one that's possible and two that totally branches out to a whole different, you know, I guess, uh, storyline, if that makes sense, basically like black ops too. Um, so, uh, that, that definitely led, uh, raised an eyebrow. I'm like, yeah, I'm curious if can you actually kill him right there? But have to wait and see. It didn't feel, I, I mean, I guess it kind of maybe felt scripted, but it seemed like it, you could have actually killed him possibly in that, you know, 
at least what they showed that they failed and they had to, you know, make up for it or, you know, the story still goes on, but, you know, maybe it would branch out differently if you actually were able to successfully shoot him or land the shot. So that was cool. They did show that you can actually use human shields in this one, which is awesome. I mean, biggest thing for me, though, I really hope you can uh, <laughs> use it in multiplayer. That'd be pretty dope if they actually managed to implement that. But I doubt it. I would want it, though. I mean, as I guess impractical and wonky as it would be, I mean, considering Gears of War, Gears of War handles it, handles it pretty well. Um, you know, you're you're just technically dead while you're taking uh using a person as a human shield, but uh I mean it still would be cool, you know, just give give a little um but I guess I don't know, considering how the, the time to kill is so quick in Black Ops, I don't think they would bother with it. Would be a delightful surprise. We'll see maybe in the uh that was another thing too. Uh and on top of that they announced the alpha exclusively for PS4 uh PlayStation owners. Um this weekend i think it goes live uh early tomorrow it's pretty dope so apparently it's the build that uh pretty much everybody got to play um all the content creators or you know call of duty content creators got to play a while back so um that's gonna be pretty cool i mean it's like i was like i was about to finish sony hawk but i'm like oh well now my weekend is uh planned planned already so Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, they, they pretty much confirmed what they already talked about their Call of Duty announcement press or whatever, uh, like a week ago, I think. So there is that. Um, what else after that? Yeah, Deathloop, Don't Make Cry, Odd World Soul Storm, and then you had Five Nights at Freddy's Security Beach, Breach, <laughs> Security Beach. Um, yeah, I guess it's like, uh, at least how they're describing it here from a geek geek culture article. So for the five nights of Freddy game, more animatronic cores on the way with five nights of Freddy security breach, moving the franchise to a brand new location with even more terrors lying in the dark, more security cams, mystery, perfect for a new console launch. So I guess it's kind of like, it feels like it's going to be something like God of War where it's, you know, clearly a continuation, but not not necessarily a direct, uh, it's hard to describe where it is a sequel, but you don't necessarily need to know, uh, the previous games, but it does help. It's a weird spot, but it feels like that's, that's what that's going to be. So, um, but yeah, I think that was pretty much it, at least the highlights. And then, uh, after that, they, uh, they did it. They revealed that price. And, uh, as I predicted, I think other, a lot of people did too. I think other people, um, were saying 450, 500, but I was thinking, I don't know to directly compete with Xbox, uh, series S X. Series S and X, or I just call it Xbox Series. Um, they need to they need to at least have it five hundred and four hundred 
to uh, try and compete. And uh, they did. So uh, the the main console, and that's even weirder. I forgot what they freaking call it. PS5, um, I think it's standard. Or I think they just call it PS5. Whatever, uh, PS5 standard edition uh, that comes with the disc tray um, is 500 and the PS5 digital edition is uh, 400. Um, but yeah, the, the only difference is the disc drive. Uh, digital edition d- doesn't come with a disc drive and it's sleeker. Uh, the uh, the standard edition comes with a disc drive. Really, the only difference. So, um, and it seems like I, I believe the word is is that uh, a lot of people are actually getting the the disc the disc edition versus the digital edition, which I feel like makes sense because I mean I mean it's just like how could you ignore just the options like you know I may not play digital but. Um, if I want to go digital, you know, I do have that option. Or if I want maybe get some games on disc, I could, you know, I don't know just me, but you know, seems like everybody else just wants to go digital convenient. I get it though. I mean, they just want convenience, not having to mess with discs all the time. I understand. I get it. Uh, I'm kind of jealous about the digital edition, though. It seems like it's sleeker in terms of um, it not having not having a um, or no, having a black uh, box, which is like, oh, that's kind of messed up, man. So which understandably they're trying to differentiate the two. But I feel like, why don't you make the disc edition a black box and then the digital edition white? But beggars can't be choosers, you know? So, I mean, again, they get money, though. You know what I mean? So, so they dropped the price. So, uh, <laughs> and man, this is just horrible. But they dropped the price. And they said pre-orders will open tomorrow, which is today. Um, and man, that did not happen at all. <laughs> so pretty much for people who were like, okay, all right, uh, tomorrow, got it. Let me go to work, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, you know, not knowing at all that pretty much onslaught of pre-orders all happened literally last night, pretty much. Um, you got some trickling today, but you know, nowhere near as, uh, you know, the, uh, availability that was yesterday. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know who's at fault with that. I feel like it's Sony because I feel like they need to, they probably would want to state, state that, that I, I think it's up to them ultimately. Um, or I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, that does, that did pique my interest in terms of how that works and who is responsible. I feel like ultimately Sony is responsible because they maybe just gave the go ahead or something. Um, according to Jeff Keeley, who just is 
in frequent contact with PlayStation. Apparently, <laughs> I think he revealed pre-orders and that was other weird thing too is that they didn't reveal all this information we really wanted to know at the showcase but we had to you know for the enthusiasts as ourselves look it up uh and research on it ourselves rather than not put it in the showcase for us for everybody to you know immediately get but okay i guess playstation just want to be playstation so um yeah so i mean it's 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 hard to figure out who's to blame but it seems like sony ultimately was the one to blame because i think they ultimately had to go ahead and um you know because it's like if that's the case why didn't the series x um start pre-orders like after they announced that it was going to be the 22nd you know what i mean I don't know. Just some, some don't sit right with, uh, I guess not blaming the retailers, but just, uh, yeah, I feel like they had to have gotten a go ahead. Cause I feel like they would have gotten in trouble if they started doing it, um, without their say so, if that makes sense. So yeah. <laughs> and then the irony of it all too, it's a lot of irony that did come from this. I guess the first one was it was an interview with Jeff Keighley with the um, what's his name? I think the director of marketing for Sony PlayStation um, where he said, yeah, I don't get why people were forming lines while we were having our announcement or whatever. Uh, but no, we would give you guys advance notice um, at when you guys will be able to pre-order. And that's exactly pretty much what happened because it did not happen at all. They did not give any warning or anything. And just all these pre-orders went and then people who thought that they were, you know, cool to log off, go to sleep, whatever, just straight up missed out, you know, because they were led to believe that they could, which is in that respect, pretty messed up. At the same time, though, it's like, I don't know. It's like uh, just a grain of salt because you I don't know. I feel like we don't know officially how that works, especially like, you know, when they announce consoles at E3 and normally that's when the pre-orders go up that. um, Yeah. So luckily for me, you know, I was well, I got the notifications on. I was like, you know what? I'm not taking no chances. And I did. You know, I did. I didn't take no chances. So, um, yeah, it's messed up. It really is. And <laughs> then the other irony too, <laughs> was pretty funny was, um, I think I talked about on, 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 uh, one of the previous, previous episodes was the inclusion of what was it? Uh, the, of the pre-order pre-orders. So basically PlayStation sent out emails where, Hey, uh, if you put your sign up for pre-order pre-orders, where basically you get exclusive pre-order access to pre-order before pre-orders start, I guess. So pretty much those started coming out, uh, like, <laughs> like literally like two, three hours after 
all the pre-orders of the major retailers just started happening out of nowhere. So I was like, okay, I guess. So this, or it did, I guess they're not that exclusive. So I don't know. Maybe it was some like disc- this discrepancy with uh, the stores not wanting to, you know, conform to that. They're like, PlayStation is going to pre-order first before everybody other retailers can or something. I don't know. Either way, uh, pretty much the pre-orders immediately pretty much happened shortly after the showcase. Um, which, you know, if you got one, you got one. If you didn't, you didn't ultimately, which is messed up. But, you know, at least generally with our uh, consoles, they always, you know, trickle out some extent. So there you have it. Uh, yeah. Uh, local like GameStop started pre-ordering as well. I was like, Ugh, am I really going to do this? And I did. <laughs> I went, I went and then I, 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 at least the local GameStop I went to, there was like 15 PlayStation fives. Apparently I was like, let me go ahead and just, just in case. Cause I feel like these are going to be real scarce and pretty much, pretty much correct about that. So I was like, let me just, let me just be sure. And like, luckily I I like, right. As I was thinking about it and I uh, heard the word that that was the, the case that like, apparently GameStops were taking physical pre-orders. Surely enough, right in time, right as the line started forming, like after I got the pre-order, I got out and then the whole line started forming after I was like, whew, dodged bullet dodged. Um, crisis averted <laughs> crisis averted so yeah overall man just straight just straight travesty it really was it it's one thing to have it up in the air and not give us a definitive date where we have to kind of speculate but it's a whole another thing where you tell us it's gonna happen one one date and it, then it happens earlier than that kind of messed up Eh, well, I guess PlayStation really doesn't care. I mean, really, hey, we got our money anyway. So, yeah, I doubt they're going to release a statement. We're sorry. We uh, blah, blah, blah. The Yeah, I feel like they're going to be quiet about this overall. Messed up either way. So, yeah, best of luck to you if you didn't get one, if you want one for that matter. Um, You know, some people, they just want to. Let everybody test it out. Well, I forgot people were saying like when you buy a console at release, it's just for the beta phase. You're just a initial beta tester, I guess. So, you know, there is that philosophy as well. Um, yeah. So man, moving on, uh, next topic. That's pretty lengthy. So we'll try to speed through some of these. I think they won't be lengthy. Monster Hunter Rise. So uh, the Nintendo Nintendo announced a direct coming up, uh, I think a couple days ago and uh, released this morning. And lo and behold, Monster Hunter Rise. So basically an exclusive Monster Hunter for Nintendo Switch, um, where it looks a lot like a modified Monster Hunter from uh, Iceborne World. 
but um it seems like actually it's like straight modified off the re engine which has been used for a lot of capcom games devil may cry obviously resident evil and you know <laughs> other games um but uh yeah i thought monster hunter world was re engine but actually that's an mt framework but uh, apparently they did modify uh, re engine to work with the switch so yeah so at least what that tells me is that, you know, potentially we might get Resident Evil to remake Resident Evil 3, possibly Resident Evil 7, maybe Resident Evil 8 down the line um, to the Switch at some point. Who knows? But uh, that was pretty amazing. And just how good the game looks was pretty, pretty astonishing as well, considering, you know, the capabilities of the Switch and maybe using my frame of reference of, well, one Monster Hunter Generations, which is, you know, essentially looks a lot like, you know, a very 3DS game on the Switch, which is not necessarily horrible. Like the graphics do look pretty decent, but, you know, obviously when you have Monster Hunter World out, doesn't <laughs> doesn't really compare. But that's the biggest thing, just seeing how much it looks close to Monster Hunter World on the Switch, which is pretty, pretty crazy. So, um, pretty dope aspects. It has, you have this, um, what looks like a hook now, but they, it's, I think it's a bug that basically you can like latch on the air and it like pulls you or whatever, which is pretty, pretty dope. It felt like the biggest improvement to this game or biggest notable change overall to the Monster Hunter, I guess, formula is just the the huge sense of like traversal, traversal and verticality for sure, where it just seems to be, it seems like there's a lot more verticality to the game where you can like uh, easily traverse up a lot of stuff um, as well, which brings me to another point is that they include, what did they call them? Mudico? Malico? Where basically it's a wolf now, which is kind of weird. It's like, I feel like uh, Monster Hunter has always shunned dogs <laughs> from the game. It's kind of surreal to actually have a dog in the game now, a wolf, or I guess maybe if, if you want to be technical, but essentially uh, feels like just a dog, uh, but like a dog companion that you can either choose traditional palicos or these new uh, dogs. Um, in the game, you can either choose two of the dogs or two of the palicos or, you know, the mix of one or the other, um, mix of both, which is pretty dope. Um, and then the flagship monsters, I think I forgot the one, the, the what is, what is considered the flagship of the game. Megalodon, Megalodon, Meganodon, Meganodon, I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhere in that ballpark. I know it's, it's a mono mono something <laughs> not to get mixed with that but you know um so there's that uh what else I'm trying to think if there was anything really notable oh that was really it really just yeah just the graphical fidelity is really great but that leads me to another suspicion that i was thinking is that i think uh, cause especially considering the rumors we talked about last episode has gotta be, this has gotta be for the switch 4k. Um, 
especially the release date. It's like March 31st something, which is, you know, pretty much around the time frame the original Switch launched in 2017. And then, um, yeah, it just seems too, at, too on the dot, if you will, of a release date to not, uh, especially with the rumors that there will be a Switch coming next year. Uh, it seems too damn close. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm suspecting that there is going to be a one switch 4k two. this is going to be like a, a, a game, you know, launched with that, or, you know, um, vetted to, you know, be, be a flagship title or whatever for it. Probably most likely along with <clears throat> breath of the wild too if it doesn't get delayed or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. That game just looks too damn good to be on the switch. I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty certain it's going to obviously run on our traditional switches now, but I think it just, it's just too much potential on the table to not include that. Um, not include it, uh, as a upgraded title, especially considering how good it looks on, um, Monster Hunter World in terms of the game overall. So thoroughly overall and vibe. Uh uh love 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 the look at game. It you definitely get a, a a Japanese vibe, which I do like. It seems like it, it took a lot of inspiration from Monster Hunter Portable Third, I believe. That was like the Japanese exclusive Monster Hunter game. Um, which is pretty dope. Um Oh yeah. And I think I saw like in combat, you can incorporate that hook too. It doesn't feel like the hook from Monster Hunter world. It just feels more fluid. If that makes sense, it doesn't feel as heavy, you know? So I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out for certain. <laughs> don't even got to ask me. Monster Hunter stories too, though. I don't know about that. Um, they did talk about that. Not really on my alley. I never got into the first one, never tried the first one. But apparently it's a RPG story focus with turn based um turn based combat. Which I don't know, just like Monster Hunter, I just want for Monster Hunter. Maybe down around down the line I maybe would play it, but at least initially, you know, it's this is coming uh summer twenty twenty one, apparently. So Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good announcements though. Love uh, love me some monster. Love me some damn monster. Moving on. Um some uh juicy leaks. Uh obviously grain of salt, but uh according to 4chan, uh anonymous leaker uh leaked that uh Saints Row five, well one is a thing, and two like just straight up all the details of uh the at least the kind of um outline of this game so apparently uh just some just gonna pick out some highlights that I, I found pretty interesting uh that is actually a continuation of saints row 3's plot so basically uh saints row 4 and get out of hell are retconned as like a crazy universe in universe tv show so straight up retconning four and get out of hell, which 
personally, I am all for. I felt like I think three was like a really two and three were like a really good sweet spot in terms of uh, having a niche of um, just a Grand Theft Auto clone, but Grand Theft Auto when Grand Theft Auto was older, if that makes sense, where it had like Grand Theft Auto was less realistic um, before like Grand Theft Auto four, which I feel like Saints Row kind of scratched that itch for me where, you know, you felt that uh, pretty cool open world, but you had like a lot of the kind of um, fictional type, like unrealistic ish vibe to it, which I felt like Grand Theft Auto, the previous Grand Theft Auto before four had. But it's like now with Grand Theft Auto and potentially the next one going to be more realistic. Um, I think uh, Saints Row would definitely have the opportunity to like go in that pocket of having a more a more, um, you know, filling that niche for people that that kind of want it, which personally I do kind of having both best of both worlds in a sense where, you know, I do like Grand Theft Auto five where it is at now, but I do kind of also like to. um I don't know, enjoy the over the topness of something like Saints Row, Saints Row three. So love that detail personally. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, yeah, this was pretty interesting. The plot about how the Saints become an evil corporate empire similar to Old Thor. So you're playing as a new protagonist with a new cast to support you as you go against the old Saints cast main antagonists are are old saints but also other gangs um which is that's kind of i'm not sure how i feel about that actually it's interesting but i'm not sure how i feel about it and how they will handle it because it's like i mean obviously for me per, at least i'm just thinking oh man i'm gonna have to kill kill you know the old old saints i was you know grew up with technically in a sense, you know, just kind of, kind of messed up. I hope I don't, but you never know. Um, I guess Gad is still dead is canonically still dead. He hasn't been brought to life like, uh, the Gad out of hell. Um, technically, uh, retconned, but I guess it's retconned back that he's actually dead. So, yeah. Um, no superpowers, which again, then kind of cooperates with no inclusion of, you know, Saints four stuff. But yeah, they said tone middle ground between one, two and three, which I totally love that. Yeah. Just give me a GTA equivalent. That's like over the top, like the original ones were. I'm all for it. Um, cool. I yeah, I guess uh four player co-op. I wasn't aware of that. Four player co-op. I think those traditional uh multiplayer modes are coming back like from Saints Row 2. Um I don't think Saints Row 3 had multiplayer. It just had co-op. Um So yeah, Deathmatch. Please bring back Protect the Pimp. Love that damn mode from the first game. Let's do it. I mean, maybe maybe you could rename it. I understand that, but I would still like it to be still still the same. 
All in all, man, I'm looking forward to it. If it's supposedly true, but I don't know. A lot of this seems pretty tangible, pretty, pretty likely. So let's go Saints Row. Let's go Saints Row. Um, well, yeah, next topic. Um, so apparently this is a straight up rumor, somewhat possibly debunked, but I thought it was an interesting tidbit to bring up either way. Uh, apparently rumor has it, um, by that, by that man, Jeff Grubb, uh, Microsoft has been in talks to acquire Bungie multiple times, but they fell through each time due to Bungie's high price. So I've, uh, at least after the fact, Bungie did deny this and said that that hasn't happened, but I don't know. You kind of want to, you kind of would think that maybe they might, I don't know, considering what the hit they brought halo on, um, that maybe they would somehow try to talk with Bungie to do something else. Well, you know, but at the same time, I feel like considering how Bungie left where, you know, they, they let them have halo, uh, to move on to destiny that maybe they would, try to do something else or I don't know that, um, you know, maybe Bungie would never want to come back again, but I don't know. Seemed pretty interesting though, but it seems like apparently it's been debunked, but I don't know. Part of me thinks like, I don't know, maybe that still could, that probably could have happened, you know, I don't know. Then, uh, we got leaks of the Oculus quest Two. um, which uh, looks pretty interesting. Uh, apparently it's 2K by 2K per eye. So I think the previous one was like 1080p um, and actually at a pretty competitive price point with $300. I think there's more for the higher um, capacity in terms of what you can store on it. <clears throat> but uh looks pretty cool though interested probably all sold out right now but just thought i'd probably a quick tidbit but just wanted to bring that up anyway but i think that covers the news was leaked but now it's been officially revealed so oh how could i forget about god of war 2 oh my god forgot to mention that so it, even though it was like a teaser but it was like good to get confirmation god of war 2 ragnarok pretty dope will actually be able to fight Thor. Very curious to see how, man, how that's going to play on the PS5. My God. Uh, boy. I can't wait. I can't wait. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? Um, let's get into what I've been up to gaming wise. Um, did I say I finished, uh, Pretty sure I did do some editing here. So, um, actually got back into gears five. Uh, there was like a triple XP weekend, I think for the anniversary of gears series as a whole. No, I think maybe, maybe gears, I think gears five, either way it was triple XP. I was like, you know what? Let me jump in. I was like at like level 90. 
90 something, I think. And I'm like, let me go, let me go ahead and max out my uh, level. Let me re-up. And I did. That's what I did. I was pretty damn uh, quick, actually, um, with triple XP, but um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I love the um, improvements they made uh, to Gears. I love now it's not this like one loot box system, this archaic uh, currency you had to either, you pretty much had to just buy and, you know, uh, instead of like in devoting all your time into uh, into the game. Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, but overall, thoroughly enjoying it, man. I love how you can actually have your focus set on something you want to buy, like an execution or a character skin and actually be able to buy it after you put in a, a decent amount of time, not like a unreal, unrealistic amount of time for it to be overbearing on other games, but like a legitimate realistic amount of time. So thank you gears for being better in that respect. Uh, then after that, I had to do it. Tony Hawk's pro skater one plus two. So for reference, pretty much my only experience with Tony Hawk was Tony Hawk's underground, which I thought is the best Tony Hawk ever. Uh, I played a little bit of, uh, the Tony Hawk PC mod, um, Tony Hawk pro, which is basically just a modified version of Tony Hawk's pro skater two. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed that too. I didn't play as much as I should. I still have it. I need to probably go back to that at some point, but it's like now Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two's out. I mean, like, what, what am I going to do? So, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, as somebody who's not played the original ones, at least, you know, uh, nostalgically or anything like that, or even long enough. Um, I think I got the remake for the 360, but never really played it. Apparently it's horrible anyway. So, uh, but man, this one, I'm thoroughly actually, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, you can create your character still. Well, I mean, I know you couldn't do that in the ritual. You were confined to just the standard skaters in the game, but this one, you can create your own character somewhat limited, but you know, uh, work with what you can get, uh, create your character and, um, pretty much play through all the levels. What's I guess jarring and different from this one, at least, you know, my previous frame of reference being, um, underground is that, uh, it's, it's like a timed focus where pretty much each level, the objective is to do all these lists of objectives for each level. And then if you do enough, you unlock future levels and and that's generally like kind of how it works. So, um, it's pretty much what I've been doing. I guess it's just kind of, well, not jarring, but it feels kind of what's the word limiting to have a timer as somebody who played, you know, underground where it was more, it, it felt more free roam and more free overall where you can like, you know, you have the option to do whatever you could just skate around if you want. And then you can do the objectives whenever you want to. Um, but it kind of had Tony Hawk, traditional Tony Hawk vibes where, you know, you had your limitations and having to collect some stuff, but it felt more, I guess accessible, not really accessible, more so streamlined. That's maybe the better way to 
describe it, but here it's more classical where, you know, it's the time limit. You have to do so many objectives. I mean, I guess technically you maybe could do them all in one round or go, but it seems very difficult. You have to play the levels uh, a lot, I guess. I don't know, but it, it seems to be geared for you to play the board multiple times to try to understand the layout and then learn the layout and then, you know, kind of conquer the level that way, which is pretty cool. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, actually made my character and trying to, you know, edit his moves to my liking and, and you know, stuff like that. Um, I haven't fully, I'm, I'm still on one, I guess the one levels. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out if you can create your tricks, which that's one thing I do kind of miss. I doubt you can, but, uh, would be cool if you could make your own custom trick. I don't know if maybe that's a, a reward or for after beating all the levels or something, but I'm kind of doubtful, but that would have been a cool bonus outside of, you know, being able to create, create a skate park and, um, your character, but, uh, um, it's not a deal breaker. It would have been cool though. I don't know. Just give you a little bit more originality. Implement my classic move that I freaking love called the break dance where I literally <laughs> super unrealistic and I can, you can never do in real life, but literally, uh, you freaking, you drop, like I did some drop animation where you, which was a cool thing about bugs that you can count combine various moves together. So, you know, obviously make it your own, which I did like a move where you drop and then uh, spin. So it looked like I was break dancing on my skateboard and spinning at the same time, which is pretty dope. Uh, needed a lot of air to do it, but hey, that move was great. Loved it. Um, who knows? Maybe they might patch it if it isn't in, but yeah. So been doing that. Uh, the soundtrack, I don't know. Uh, as somebody who generally mostly loves hip hop rap, maybe some techno house, at least not in, for this game, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was lacking a bit. It felt like way more uh, geared towards people who do like, you know, alternative rock music, which I, I do like, uh, some tracks, not as much as maybe somebody who played this game, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, that led me to start, you know, exploring my own trick of, uh, music. So I went, <laughs> I went full hardcore, like two, two, two and a half hours. I was just, you know what, let me get the, uh, the soundtrack from Tony Hawk's underground. Cause that was a great soundtrack. Um, that had a lot of hip hop as well. Um, let me get a couple other tracks. So I just mainly just got straight up nineties hip hop and just escaping to that, man, that is just the greatest. I was talking about it on Twitter a little bit, share my playlist on there, but man, that is, that is just the greatest man makes that game way more, way more fun. Now it really does just, just vibe into some just straight fire nineties hip hop rap grinding, grinding the skateboard. Just doing my tricks. Oh, it was great. There is also a free skate mode where, you know, if you don't feel like doing the challenges and stuff, you can do that, which I was doing just to like, you know, 
uh, figure out what moves I like and don't like and trying to find my custom special moves and stuff like that. So overall, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, I'm waiting to get in the multiplayer until I like fully do all the all the the, the, the levels for one and two. But um, that's at least the plan after I beat it. Technically, uh, I'll uh, start playing multiplayer, start showing these fools how to really skate. And, you know, do these high 1 million combo tricks because um, I don't that's that's why I'm honestly being uh, staying away because I don't want to want to make all these people quit from uh, Tony Hawk because I, I came in and just made them, you know, return the game because it's like, uh, oh, he's too good. I got to leave so just to try and mitigate that. I'm like, you know what? Let me just just give them their time. Then when I get on then they will be they will be sorry for it but I'll just let me let them have this <laughs> let them have this i am totally lying <laughs> um yeah so uh thoroughly enjoying it man also playing this little game you may hurt may have heard about it called among us uh i was playing with some friends in discord yesterday Man, that game is pretty fun. I've seen it like from afar, not really too closely, you know, follow some of the memes and stuff, but uh, I get it now. Game is pretty fun. Just the, uh, the, all the dynamics that come into it, how, you know, socially, socially driven it is uh, in terms of, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. So for those that don't know, I'll just do a quick rundown. General general gist is that pretty much it's I guess it's pretty much the thing, the game, really, which I, it's funny I say that because I've never even watched the thing, but I kind of know from pop culture references that it's the thing. <laughs> so basically, essentially, there's like, uh, I think up to 10 people and you can, you know, you can adjust the rules or whatever, but there are. Of all the, you know, however many people you have, there's either one or two, maybe three imposters. Imposters are basically people that uh, are, <laughs> I guess it explains itself, but you know what I mean? They're imposters. So basically the goal is for the real people to get rid of the imposters. And obviously for the imposters is to take everybody out. So essentially, you know, um, there's just all those dynamics that come into play where, you know, it, it's a matter of trying to figure out who who is the imposter and maybe trying to pick out on people who are trying to lie that they aren't. And, you know, just the interesting dynamics that come into that and, you know, come into play where, you know, you're <laughs> falsely blaming somebody else to cover your own ass and stuff like that, which is it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. I've never seen a game do that or encourage that or, you know, have that be its basis and work so well like this game uh, has. And apparently it it like it's been out for like two years now and then just got super popular now. So and I think they're already making a sequel or something like that. So I was like, what in the world? But yeah, this game totally understand the the appeal of this game is pretty fun. Um, I do recommend it. Uh, I think you can't even match make. I think you maybe you can. But it, it, it definitely feels very geared towards people, you know, um, being like kind of the bread and butter of how you play rather than strangers, even though I think there's 
I think there's room for both when you when I kind of think about it. But either way, that's generally the gist of the game. Highly recommend it if you, you know, have the means. I think it's on it's on Steam, which I played it on. And I think uh I think Android. I don't think it's on iOS. Or it might be the other way around. I forgot. Either way, it's on phone, so you can play that way as well. So highly recommend it. Uh pretty cheap on Steam too. I think it's five bucks. So there you go. Pretty much all I've been playing gaming wise. Uh, media wise, slam dunk, uh, followed up a little bit with that. I think, uh, did they compete? They competed against this team. Now I think they're kind of in the midst of that. Like next time on dragon ball Z will, uh, Sakuragi, uh, hit this, hit this J find out on the next episode, dragon ball, you know? So. (laughs) That's pretty much not much explaining there. I did watch High Score, which is a pretty, pretty dope. um, I guess when I say anthology, I guess somewhat anthology of the, um, I guess the spawn of gaming, if that makes sense. Like uh, it covers a lot of aspects of games. It seems to be like the first of each game. I guess specifically in regards to the, I guess the highlights of, of the game industry starting out, like, uh, they covered like the super Nintendo, no, the, the original Nintendo, like the birth of the cartridge, how the carpet cartridge was, was made the story behind ET, um, the story behind the, the Sega and Sega Nintendo rivalry, um, story behind how doom came to be. So pretty much a lot of, uh, foundational stuff that like was at least my impression was like the basis of like how a lot of the big things started in the like gaming in- industry to where we are now, which I think is pretty beneficial for a lot of people who maybe are, I don't know, maybe younger that maybe haven't, hasn't uh, really gotten into games or maybe just got into games or maybe just curious about games. I'd even say that I think it's pretty, uh, insightful in that respect for like people that maybe aren't familiar with games or curious about like how games came to be. I think it's pretty beneficial for people like that. So, um, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's pretty insightful. Even as somebody who's, who kind of knew like a, a fair amount of tidbits of some of these details, but, um, kind of seeing it from this unique angle is pretty insightful and pretty, pretty interesting as a show, uh, on Netflix. I think it's six episodes of about like 40, 40 minutes each. I do recommend it though. And that I think will conclude episode 73 of switches sites. Uh, if you did enjoy this show, uh, on your various podcasts and platforms, feel free to rate like subscribe and all that good stuff. Greatly appreciate it. Um, if you want to watch this show live, uh, as I record it live, ideally around four to 5 PM PST, um, you can catch me on Twitch TV slash a switch where I, <laughs> I keep saying it. I plan to at some point start streaming again, um, which I've been a uh, kind of, making efforts to do on the background in terms of, uh, 
just some stuff uh hurdles are getting in the way in terms of uh technical issues uh, uh of course and also um catch uh the show on uh youtube.com slash a switch where i keep the archives of these podcasts as well in video form if you um maybe are that type of person that likes to listen on youtube i know i am so um you can also uh, follow me on Twitter at a switch where I do uh, as of late <laughs> boast about uh, uh, shamefully boast about uh, getting a PS5 pre-order since it's like a rare Pokemon at this point because I mean it really is so I feel special because I managed to get a pre-order of, of a console so you know I had I have to boast about it I have to let the world know that I did for some weird reason, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, oh yeah, if you uh, have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, feel free to submit them at aswishtv at gmail.com as well. Um, now I think that's it. So, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, of course, stay safe, uh, because <laughs> now. Uh, air ain't even safe anymore. Can't even breathe now. <laughs> Don't just stop breathing. That's that's what I should do. Right? <laughs> just stop breathing. Just, there's coronavirus. There's uh, the air is polluted now with uh you know air quality due to fires happening in my area. <sighs> it's all bad, man. <laughs> Let me just stop breathing. How about I just choke myself? I just, uh, this might solve <laughs> might solve all problems. We just stop breathing. Well, right. You know, no, <laughs> I advise not. You should breathe. You want to live. Um, <laughs> it's so dumb. Anyway, uh, till next time. Um, don't cough. Don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Um, get your game on. Oh, yeah. Nobody's safe.